0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Luke, chapter 12. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Look at verse 1. Saints, if you're looking at it, say amen. In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began. Jesus began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is what, saints? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is what? Hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be made known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. And I say to you, in verse 4, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that, have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast you into the hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all, underline this, numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are more valuable than then many sparrows. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention, if you will. If you were with us now, this is the third week ago, we completed chapter 11. And there in chapter 11, let me have your attention, please. There in chapter 11, the Pharisees were seeking a sign. Do you remember, it was one of the Pharisees who asked Jesus to come over for dinner. And Jesus goes over, he sits down, and he begins to eat without going through the ritualistic cleansing of the hands. When when Jesus didn't wash his hands and go through all of these hoops of washing your hands, the Pharisees were mortified that he didn't go through the ceremonial cleansing of the hands. They're mortified that Jesus didn't cleanse the outward hands, and Jesus is mortified that they didn't cleanse their inward hearts. Did you hear me? So it was at that point, and we're in chapter 11 at this point. You still checking with me? It was at that point that Jesus then began to pronounce six woes on them at the dinner table. Number one, Jesus said, woe to you, Pharisees, because you have wrong priorities. Number two, woe to you, because you love the best seats in the house to get the praise of men. Number three, woe to you, because you have a defiling effect on everyone that you come in contact with. And then number four, Jesus said, woe to you, because you put heavy burdens on people and you can't bear them yourself. And then number five, he said, woe to you, prophet persecutors, because you admit the prophets were great men and yet you killed them. And then number six, finally, woe to you, knowledge stealers, because you make people think you know something from God that they can't know, which hinders people from entering the kingdom of God at the dinner table. Needless to say, Jesus was not invited to dinner again. And the Bible tells us it was at that point that they began to, they sought to kill him. They sought to trap him, which brings us to chapter 12, verse 1. Jesus has been dealing blow after blow after blow to these Pharisees. Why? Because of two things, if you're taking notes. Number one, Jesus, listen, there are many things that Jesus really, really, really hates. Two of them I'm going to tell you about today. Number one, Jesus hates religion. Can you say amen? And number two, Jesus hates hypocrisy. Can you say amen? He hates religion and he hates hypocrisy. You know, we all hear people say to us, you know, I don't go to church because I don't like the hypocrites. And people said that to me before. I don't go to church because there's too many hypocrites at church. And I, go, I don't like the hypocrites. And I go, you know what? Neither does Jesus. He doesn't. Nope. And neither do I. Neither does anybody. Jesus doesn't like people who are hypocrites, and that's why Jesus ripped these Pharisees up one side, down the other, because of their hypocrisy. God, listen, would rather have a blunt, honest sinner than someone who puts on a religious act. Do you realize God can deal with a person? Listen to me. God can deal with a person who says, I hate God. You know, there are people that say, I hate God. I don't even believe in God. And I say, well, if you don't believe in God, then why are you talking about him? The reality is you do believe in God, because if you didn't believe in God, you wouldn't be talking about him. But since you're talking about him, that is an indication that you believe in God. Get the CD. <laughs> of course you believe in God. Well, I hate God. And I ain't all the hypocrites that are at church, and I don't want to be around any of these hypocrites. Listen, that's, a, that's actually not a bad thing because God can deal with that individual very easily. But to the person who already thinks, listen, I'm not talking to anybody here, (laughs) okay? But to the person that thinks, oh, I'm religious, man, I I mean, I've got a relationship with God and you know, but I'm living in sin and I do what I want on Saturday night and go to church on Sunday morning, lift my hands and worship God just like anybody else, but on Monday I live the way I want, party hardy, baby. Love Jesus and you think you're religious, and you think that you have a relationship with God, God can't even reach you because you already think that you have a relationship with God, you're deceived. God would rather take a person who is a blunt, honest sinner because God can take that person and turn them around. Let me tell you something, if you're here today and you haven't given your life to Jesus because you have seen so much hypocrisy in the church, can I tell you something? That is no reason not to give your heart to Jesus. Anybody agree with that or no? That's no reason. Because there'll always be hypocrites in church. The church is full of hypocrites. Hello, let's get over it. The church is full of hypocrites. Everybody is kind of hypocritical in some way. And for you to say, oh, I'm I'm never a hypocrite in any way. We all at one point, our walk doesn't match our talk. Agreed. Agreed in some way, but that doesn't, it shouldn't stop you from giving your life to Jesus because the, re- the reality is, listen, when it all said and done, when you take your last breath here on earth, you take your next breath in the, in, in the face and the presence of God, you want to hear. Here are words you want to hear. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. You do not want to hear, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never even knew you. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Ha, hold it. I went to church all my life. Yeah, every Sunday I was in church. Man, I gave money to the church whenever they needed. I helped out even that Easter service. Man, I gave up that Dorton Arena just to help out those kids. Yeah. Many shall say to me in that day, "Lord, Lord." And I'll say, Jesus said, I never even knew you. I never even knew you. You did all of that went to church all your life and did all that, and I never even knew you. Just because there are hypocrites in the church is no reason for you not to give your life to Jesus Christ because your eternity is at stake. Not theirs. That is their business between them and God. You have to answer to God for yourself can I get a witness? You, you got to answer to God, and Jesus sees the hypocrisy, and he doesn't like it. So in verse one, Jesus said to his disciples, beware of the leaven. That word beware in the Greek language, if you're taking notes, write it down. It means to be constantly be being aware, constantly be being aware. Constantly guarding yourself against the leaven of the Pharisees. Now, the word leaven is used 98 times in the Bible. Leaven is symbolic or it speaks of evil or it speaks of sin. Leaven is what made bread rise like yeast is used today to make bread rise. In the ancient world, people would produce yeast and leaven and save a small piece of it and allow it to ferment, and then they would use it in the next batch of bread. So a very small piece of leaven, are you listening? A very small piece of leaven was able to cause a relatively large amount of dough to rise. A small amount, hear me, a small amount had a big effect. A small amount had a big effect. Now the word hypocrite, if you're taking notes, is a Greek word, hypocrite, and it's the word that comes from the theater where the actors would use a mask. One would have a frown mask and the other one would have a smile mask. So the idea was that the hypocrite was an actor on the stage of life. And he would wear a different mask for his part to be something that he wasn't. You know, I was writing actually writing this sermon on the plane coming from India. And as I'm writing this portion, I actually thought of that movie, The Mask. With Jim Carrey, y'all, y'all know that movie? Okay. All right, good, because first and second service, they were looking at me like they had no idea what I was talking about. And I'm like, y'all know y'all saw that movie. don't act religious in church. People are like, Did, I said, Did, you know the movie? People were like, no, I never saw it. I never, never seen it in my life. Some of y'all got it in your, in your cabinet at home. It's on a DVD copy of it. And in that movie, don't you remember, when Jim Carrey would put on the mask, he could do things that he could never do and be something he could never be. But before the mask, he was like a dork. And after the mask, he was like Rico Suave. You know, he could do everything. So Jesus is warning his disciples, and he's warning us about putting on a religious mask and playing the part in front of people. And Jesus said, this kind of religious hypocrisy is infectious and it's spread. Jesus says, be constantly aware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Like a piece of yeast, heresy, legalism that comes into the church is leaven." It seems insignificant and small and unimportant, but it spreads and it grows and it permeates and it poisons. Now remember the context here. We track from chapter 11. Don't you remember? Context, context, context. So chapter 11, we were talking about the traditions of men versus the traditions of the word of God. The leaven of the Pharisees, if you're taking notes, is as simple as this. The leaven of the Pharisee is in context, the valuing of tradition more than the valuing of the word of God. And believe it or not, folk do that. Churches do that today. Two marked moments in my life I remember. Years and years ago when I became, first became a Christian, I went to the pastor about something or other, and, and I will never forget, like some stuff stick in your head and you just like a picture, you never forget it i never forget this. I'm sitting there, I'm asking him, and he says, well, you know, and then he reaches back onto the bookshelf and he pulls off the policy manual for that particular denomination and he begins to look up on how you handle this particular situation. The traditions of men. That to me was a little bit shocking. I, a little bit shocking. I would have thought he would reach back and pull a Bible, because God's word should be the tool that governs our life, not the traditions of men or the policies made up by men. Did you hear me? Some of y'all ain't clapping like you heard me. So he pulls and I'm like, hmm, that's a little bit strange. So then we fast forward some years and I put my children in one of the local schools here. It was a Christian school, a Christian school. And Rodney Jr. had gotten into some trouble again, and <laughs> Junior was something else. And uh, matter of fact, I call him Rodney Jr., but in India, they call him Junior Rodney. So they're like, well, when are you gonna bring Junior Rodney? When is Junior Rodney coming? I'm like, well, Rodney Jr. will be here uh, very soon. Yeah, that's what I said, Junior Rodney. <laughs> Junior Rodney. You know that's true, it's Junior Rodney. And uh, so, I had gone up to the school and this school was really, 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 really religious. I mean, they just, they, they was, I don't even know why I put my kids there. And uh, so they really, really were bad. And they, they, I mean, we had drums. they never had drums. We had drums, you drums, you got drums in the church. It's the evil church. You got drums in the church, is evil. So I knew that I was dealing with this and I'm going up to the school to talk to the people. So I'm feeling like I'm gonna dress up for this. So I I put on a suit. And you guys know how I dress when I'm not in the pulpit. You see me, I wear sweatpants and a ball cap every single day. I mean, sometimes I don't even change my shirt. Was that TMI? My wife's like, take that shirt off. So I mean, I just don't, I just, I'm not into it. So I thought, well, okay, I'm going to school. I need to dress up because I don't want to offend these people. I'm already an evil person because I have drums in my church and they know that. So... I get there and I walk in and I sit down and I said, you know, well, here's the situation and it turns out to be a misunderstanding and they began to tell me what the school teaches and I said, well, you know, I hear you but the word of God says this and the guy, he was like the, like the head chaplain or the big kahuna something of the school and he said to me, well, you know, yeah, I, 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 yeah, 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 I know what the Bible says but this is what our policy says. When he said that, I said, I tell you what, why don't I just take our records, the children's records, and we'll just take our stuff, we'll pay for what we owe you, and I'm going to disenroll my children because I do not want my children in a school where they do not believe the B-I-B-L-E is a rule of life. I don't want to be there, I don't want my kids to be there, and I would encourage you, don't you put your kids there. And if you have, don't have kids... If you ever have a kid, I'm your pastor. I'm trying to help you. You better listen to me. No, this is God's word. This is the book of life. Why do we talk about it's God's word? It's the book of life. It's the way, it's food, it's water, it's everything that we need, but nobody does anything in it. And then when it comes time to do something, you're like, know, well, you know, let me think about that now. Well, it's either my way or God's way. Well, it looks like my way. This book should govern our lives. Are we going to hit the target every single time? No. Why? Because you're in this flesh and you're a sinner. Get over it. You're not what, as good as you think you are. But we should be aiming for holiness. And then you clap your hands for the Lord. Will you do that? We should be aiming for holiness. We got to move on. I'm out of time. For there in verse two, there's nothing covered that won't be revealed, nothing hidden that will not be made known, nothing spoken in the dark that will be heard in the light. In other words, Jesus is making the point that there is nothing hidden. No hypocrite wearing mask is, is going to hide you from God's eyes. The Bible says all things are naked and open with whom we have to do. Here's the point. We have to be careful that we don't do the religious thing and put the religious bumper stickers on our car and then drive by someone and cut them off on the freeway. Nobody here, of course. We got bumper stickers on our car and we drive by and cut people off on the freeway and on the back of our bumper sticker says, hunk if you love Jesus. How about hunt you down and kill you? We can't find ourselves doing the religious thing, wearing religious t-shirts and using religious language and having this kind of alter personality. We do it sometimes, coming to church on Sunday morning, don't we? Arguing in the car with the husband, slapping the kids on the way to church, you know. <laughs> Anybody know, any parent know what I'm talking about? You driving like this here, please be honest, I can't be in this alone. <laughs> I can otherwise I'm gonna get arrested for child abuse. But you're driving in the car, and the kids are acting crazy, and you're like, "Let me just take." Hit uh, me up. Anybody, a- anybody, please be honest, you enter. Don't lie you in church. You slap in the kids, you get to church, finally get to church, you pull up in the parking lot, grab your Bible, get the kids, and you've been in the flesh. I mean, you were a flesh, monster in the car. And then you get out, somebody walks by from church and they're leaving the service and you're coming, you go, praise the Lord. <laughs> hallelujah. you so, yes. <laughs> praise the Lord. You know, that's when the spirit really got you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and come on, kids, say, 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 say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> they got black and blue marks on their eyes, you know. <laughs> hallelujah. You know, you're one way on the outside. You got this Christian facade, but on the inside, you're something else. This is hypocrisy. This is what Jesus is saying. There's nothing inside that won't be brought to light. You might be fooling everyone else, but you're not fooling God. And someday, everything will be brought into account. Now listen, he's not talking about, and you got to understand this, he's not talking about revealing the forgiven sins of the believer's past. Psalm 103 tells us our sin has been removed as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered anymore. Jesus is talking about people who play the religious game. In verse 4 through 7, Jesus says, I say to you, go ahead and peek at it in your Bibles. Jesus says, I say to you, my friends. That's a term of endearment. My friends, don't fear those who can kill the body And after that, they have no more that they can do. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm not spiritual enough yet. But I still fear the -the kill-the-body people. I'm just keeping it real. I mean, honestly, is there anybody here who wants to be killed? No. I mean, it's kind of hard to not fear those who can kill the body. But Jesus says, don't fear those who can kill kill the body. Why? Because look at this. I love this in verse four. Please pick this up. He says, after that, after what? After they kill your body, they can't do anything else. Jesus says, the one you should fear is the one who has the power to not only kill your body, but also kill your soul. Now the word fear is mentioned five times in, this, in these several verses here. One, two, three. In these four verses, fear or afraid is mentioned five times. Why? Because the root cause, get this, the root cause of hypocrisy is the fear of what people think about you. That's the root cause of hypocrisy. You know, it reminds me of the story of a woman wanting to impress her pastor when he comes over to visit So she said to her little girl, she says, honey, go get the book that mommy loves so much. Well, the little girl comes back carrying a Nordstrom's catalog. (laughs) Some people, they try to appear more spiritual than they really are. And conversely, some try to appear less spiritual than they are for the fear of men. Maybe at school or at work with certain friends, you won't read your Bible publicly. Or you won't talk about Christ publicly. Again, appearing less spiritual. We think about more spiritual, but how about those who appear try to, to try to appear less spiritual? So you don't read your Bible publicly or you're at work and you don't talk about the Lord Christ publicly. You don't listen to Christian music or CDs publicly. Why? Because you fear you might be labeled one of them. Jesus freaks one of them. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm twenty nine twenty five. you know this verse? The fear of man brings a what? A snare. And that's true. David acting like a madman before King Achish. Why? Because of the fear of man. Peter denied the Lord three times because of the fear of men. And the truth is, listen, you would worry less about what people think if you realized how little people think about you. Did you get that? You need to write that down. That was, that was good. You would worry less about what people think if you realized how little people think about you. Some folks think all people do is think about them. Nobody's thinking about you. You're not that important. People think, oh, oh everybody's thinking about me. Everybody's thinking. anybody sitting around the table thinking about you. You'd worry a whole lot less if you understand nobody's thinking about you.